Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. It's such a blessing and an honor to be sharing with you today across this amazing medium of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you choosing to spend some moments of your precious life with me. And today on episode 89, I wanted to dive into the subject of intuition and why developing intuition is really so vital to us as we navigate the very, very tumultuous and uncertain waters that are uh, existing for us here on planet Earth. Um, It is all for our evolution, our expansion. Um, I believe this is an amazing moment and opportunity that we all are in the middle of. However, I feel that we all could benefit from really understanding just how vital it is that we develop all of our sensory capacity to discern what is happening in our world around us externally and also internally. Um, The microcosm of the macrocosm. The universe is living within you. Um, And I know that's kind of an existential, you know, expanded concept. But let's, um, let's explore the role of intuition and uh, why it is so vital that we learn to use all of our sensory capacity. Um, We are being bombarded with all kinds of news information coming from all different angles, all different perspectives. And how can we really discern or know what is the truth for us? Or what is the path of right action? Um, I know within the, f- the food world, um, there are so many different reports, studies, uh, scientific presentations um, being put out there about the validity of different diets, all with opposing views <laughs> and uh, different information. I mean, it just seems like in the age of internet, um, if you want to make a case for anything, you can search online and find information that supports that. Um, uh, so we even have a movement on on planet Earth now where there are people who believe that the Earth is flat. So um, rather than uh, get into... Um, Uh, debating the validity of various truths. I think the important thing for all of us is to understand that this is your life. What you choose to align with is a specific choice of perception. And that's one of the reasons on this show that I, the tagline of the show is that we share musings and perspectives on what it really means to live a life divine. And what that means to me is that you have the power in the face of every single event in your life, every single breath you take, moment to moment awareness 
to choose a divine perspective and to choose your reality and what you wish to experience here on planet Earth. So I feel that um, we have a very interesting political um, uh, movie going on, drama going on, and it just keeps getting more bizarre and more bizarre and stranger and uh, blowing our minds daily And yet most of the population spends a lot of time criticizing what is happening uh, in that environment. Um, And while it is important to know what's going on and to be aware of what is transpiring, um, we have to move beyond the calling out of the darkness uh, and move into solution, move into beingness, into creativity, into expansion. And the way that we do this is by remaining neutral, non-judgmental, and uh, in our uh, merging with our heart desires, which will allow us to express a level of beauty, a level of divinity that will bless everyone around us. So I, I've been hearing from my community and from my mentors and teachers uh, in the spiritual realms about just the onslaught of information that we are being bombarded with. And this is happening both physically in, you know, the regular media channels and on social media um, that we are aware of. And it is also happening as a frequency sort of underneath the physical expression. And many of us are feeling very frazzled, very confused, very bombarded, very out of sorts because of the amount of information that is actually being projected and sort of into the field. Um, So as we move through this uh, escalating um, uh, crazy play that is happening out, right, you know, happening and unfolding before our eyes, uh, you know, in spiritual development, we learn to discern situations with much more than just the mind. So I would start from a point of just saying that your mind is not always the best. It's actually never the best source of information or discernment about a particular energy expression, um, body of information, thoughts, beliefs, uh, you know, anything. And as we develop our awareness through the practices of yoga, through the practices of meditation, and even just being connected to the breath, um, we learn to uh, discern a situation from all sides. So um, you're feeling into it with your heart. Um, I often share that the body is a very, very powerful mechanism of information for us. And we need to start developing ways to feel into a situation. So even though something is looking at you with a smile on their face, you have to go beyond the face of appearances and uh, discern what is happening around, beneath, and through that frequency. And this is so that you can develop a heightened uh talent or awareness to uh, make decisions in your life and to choose your chosen path of, of, of how to live, how to be, and the things that you want to support and get behind. So we have to understand that just because something has a face of charity on it does not mean it is charitable. Just because something has a religion 
around it does not mean that it is compassionate and loving and even in support of humanity. So uh, we really, really, the onus is on us. You know, there is no one with a wand who is going to come down and tap you on the head and, you know, make you enlightened or make you aware um, or transform a situation. We are the ones we've been waiting for. And developing an intuition is vital to being able to navigate the landscape here on planet Earth and to uh, remain grounded and rooted and merged with our true divinity, which is one of immense empathy, compassion, um, love. This is the true nature of a divine human being connected to his or her source. Um, and we can see when we watch the news or we just look out into the world around us that uh, we are very largely disconnected from this awareness um, and that is um, expressed in many of the violence, brutality, and um, destruction that we are participating in as a as a culture, as a species. Um, so anyway, I was uh, actually wanted to share something that I was reflecting on this one condition. As I start to endeavor to share some of these greater truths um, as a part of my service, as a part of my expression of my being, I was reflecting on how all the masters that I've worked with or very developed beings um, had this am amazing capacity to remain in, um, in love and compassion even when talking about things like murder or betrayal or torture of animals. And um, this has been very up for me. So I'm endeavoring to stay in this neutrality, to stay in love and compassion. Hopefully I will... Um, be able to stay in that vibration, but I wanted to share that with all of you because I feel that those of us that are very empathic, um, it's very, it sometimes can be a trap for us to get trapped in the anger of it. And, um, and then uh, we've sort of become part of uh, this energy, which is not where we want to be. It's not where the original attention, uh, attention is, intention is. And I just remember, you know, many of my teachers sharing with me uh, some brutal, horrific event. And they would always say it with this beautiful, peaceful, compassionate smile on their face. And um, I think it's a technique or I think it's, it's something that they develop to understand that um, that is a place of power and that is a place of true compassion. So... Um, uh, wanted to talk a little bit about a plant-based diet as a part of this whole um, subject. And of course, right off the bat, um, we know, or many of us know, that uh, a feminine energy or women, or if you're feminine identified, uh, tend to be very uh, much more adept at uh, experiencing, expressing uh, a more developed intuition. It's more natural to a feminine energy to be um, discerning all kinds of qualities. You know, we kind of use like all parts of our bodies and all it, kind of every single feeler to be able to assess a certain situation. And getting uh, stuck in the masculine or a very patriarchal um, system, which is, you know, ruling most of the planet, um, doesn't allow for that greater intuition. And so you're looking at things only with the mind and, you know, focus and mission oriented. And while this energy is divine and beautiful, 
both need to be balanced to really be making the best choices. And this is why, uh, you know, I feel, many people feel that if women were running the world, there would be a lot more love and compassion. Uh, and I'm talking about women or people that are identified with feminine energy because you also can have women who are identified with masculine energy. So I'm not talking about the feminine energy that wants to take control, that wants to then rise up and take control over the masculine. Um, we've just become masculine if we're doing that. So what I'm talking about is this immense mother energy, ability to be fierce, to be um, responsible, to be resilient, to be committed, and to be ultimately compassionate and non-judgmental throughout it all. So it's a new feminine energy that I'm not sure all of us really are that familiar with. I don't think it, it has existed on planet Earth. And I think we are going to learn through these opportunities that are being given to us, uh, how to truly be a strong, powerful, feminine energy and also embody masculine energy, both uh, harmonize perfectly so that we can truly express and live and be the divine humans, uh, which was the original design, which is how we were, we were created originally. So looking into the plant-based diet, I want to go there. I want to go there as an exploration of the validity of a plant-based diet and why would we um, explore or consider becoming plant-based as a way to develop our intuition, as a way to develop greater and greater levels of awareness and compassion. And I want to share a few things that sort of came to mind. It was interesting because last week I didn't know what the podcast was going to be on. And um, as many of you know, I've been very busy with a couple launches going on. And Leah chose an amazing image that she took of me on a video shoot we were on recently. And um, there are some beautiful flowers in the foreground, um, and it kind of all just wrapped up in the end, and, and so I'm going to share it with you today. Um, but I wanted to talk about uh, when people say, well, um, if you eat plants, well, plants feel too, so they're living things as well. So it's the same thing for me to eat animals than it is for you to eat plants because both are living. And this is an interesting perspective, and I understand where it comes from. And I also want to just make a statement right now. I want us to understand that there are certain beliefs, there are certain emotions, beliefs, and memories that are part of the timeline or part of the grid that is surrounding planet Earth. And uh, a lot of these are not divine uh, energies. They're not um, thoughts that are in highest divine alignment. And one of those thoughts or awarenesses, which I certainly was raised with, and do you know, I can feel it inside of me even today, is that uh, animals are inferior to humans, that we are superior to animals because we can think, reason, uh, buy cars, buy real estate, uh, you know, you know, because we have a, a, a more expanded mental intellect. And so, as many of you know, I was raised by uh, a father who hunted and raised in Alaska and grew up eating game meat. 
Um, and I will say that I was raised with this awareness that, you know, a dog is just a dog, a cat is just a cat, uh, a cow is just a cow, a goat is just a, co- a goat, a deer is only a deer, a moose is just a moose, a caribou is just a caribou, and I am a human, so I have a right to eat that animal. Um, so later on in my life, as I started to get reconnected with yoga, and uh, it actually really was just a byproduct of practicing yoga, I simply no longer could eat meat. It, it wasn't in alignment with me when I reawakened this sensitivity. And so um, as Guru Singh was sharing in his class yesterday, um, uh, we... We have lost connection with our gut brain. So as we know that the gut is an evolute of the brain, if you look at what the guts look like and what the brain looks like, it's basically the same. So when you think about intuition, where is intuition you know, originating from? It's originating from your gut. That's why we say, oh, I have a gut feeling. Well, I'm not sure, but my gut feeling is, Right. That's where that comes from. And so what's happened is because we started eating meat somewhere around the Ice Age, we have gotten disconnected from our gut brain. And the gut brain is what rules intuition. So not only now in the modern world, we're not only eating animals and uh, participating in this violence, we are also eating chemistry, things that are not even real food. So if you're a person who's eating a lot of animals or any animals, and then you're also eating chemistry, there is a very likely um, uh, uh, probability that you are disconnected from your intuition or from your gut brain. And uh, Guru Singh pointed out uh, something very amazing that I actually had never heard before, and that is that when you are eating blood from an animal that's been killed, the blood is dead when you eat it. So you're ingesting uh, not a life force. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually ceased to be living. And con- the contrast to that is when you eat a plant, a plant remains alive even after it's been cut or harvested. And even if you trace that plant as it goes through the digestive system, it is even alive in your digestive tract. Now, this was a huge, huge, huge aha moment for me and such a beautiful morsel of truth that he shared. And that is because we want to populate our gut or our microbiome with living, living life force, living prana. And going back to Swami Vidyadishananda, who is the revered Himalayan monk that I meditate with as well, a totally different lineage, totally different perspective um, from his uh, teachings. And actually, this exists and is written in the Vedas, which are the oldest scriptures connected with planet Earth, um, over 10,000 years old. I probably got that wrong. It's probably way older than that. But what he talks about is is, uh, that plants do not feel pain the way that moving sentient beings feel pain. So if you eat a plant, you're not ingesting violence. Um, They are created as part of this symbiotic relationship between the divine human and source. 
So these were very, very important, um, just little things for you to meditate on and for you to understand um, that my whole work with plant-based nutrition um, is not because I want to give you an amazing recipe. I do give you amazing recipes, <laughs> and you're welcome for all those. No, uh, but what I want to say is that the real, the real drive beyond it all is that I'm trying to provide tools that will connect you with your intuition, which is really, to me, is your soul. It's your truth of who you are, which is this divine, beautiful being. And I say this and I offer this with absolutely no judgment, only love, only love. Please hear this. Please receive this from me. Um, we all are in different stages of, of our journey. We have different reasons for being where we are. And this isn't about looking in the past and judging at all about any of it. It's all perfect. It's all led you exactly where you are today. But now we really have to take responsibility and look at what is being presented to us and really discern and find out what is the higher truth for us. Um, I had a, a dear friend, Helen, uh, who actually came on Rich in My Retreat uh, in Italy last May, sent us this email um, with all these questions because she had read a book by an author, I don't even remember the name, who was saying that eating plant-based was bad for you and had created this entire uh, you know, body of information which was completely um, you know, uh, contrary to everything that we've been, we've, we're presenting. And she was asking, you know, you know, how do I navigate this? Or what do you guys think? And, and really the answer is, is that you got to make your own decision. You know, it has to work for you. Uh, but I can tell you after, you know, years and years and years and years of studying spiritual tradition in my teachers, where I, where I have come from, my experience it has always, always, always landed in plant-based diet. <laughs> plant-based diet. The only exception is with Swami Vidyadishananda. There is a sacred spiritual energy that comes from the A2 casein of the Brahma cow. And this A2 casein is associated with uh, solar energy, this amazing, magnificent activation. And so sometimes... The people that are around him, they're mostly vegan and occasionally take ghee for this brain development, for this meditation. But I will let you know that the um, butter that most of the Western world is uh, putting in their coffee is not from A2 casein. It's from A1 casein, which is making everyone very, very sick. So this idea of the butter in the coffee came from Tibet it probably came from a yak who has A2 casein. That's a different nutrient than most of the cows that exist in the rest of the world. So if you are using butter like that, do your research, read my book, um, find Vidya Dishananda's book. Um, he has a workbook on prana and life force. Um, and, uh, you know, decide for yourself. But... Uh, you can't just jump on every fad that's out there and then expect um, it to lead you to your highest divine self. I have seen in my own experience with my own life, my own family, um, 
the power of healing with plants. I healed myself of a large cyst in my neck, the size of a golf ball, using plants and Ayurvedic medicine. So I know this at a very, very visceral level. I have experienced it myself, and I have seen cases and stories of many, many, many people who have reversed their disease by adopting a plant-based diet. And the beauty is, is that nature doesn't even take very long. If you do it for two weeks, you will experience such a huge shift in everything that you are, that's going on in your body. Um, Many are able to get off medication entirely. Many are able to reverse heart disease, reverse condition. I was able to heal a cyst in my neck that the doctors told me was an impossibility and I would never succeed at it. So again, um, developing our intuition is the first, um, you know, one of the first benefits of stopping to eat violent energy that was taken in from a, a source that we should not be eating and also um, from uh, clearing out the processed foods in our body so that you can feel yourself. Um, so I wanted to share that, and I also want to just mention, I, I took the weekend off. Um, I've been promoting my book, This Cheese is Nuts, and I want to thank everyone so much from the bottom of my heart who has pre-ordered the book. I greatly appreciate your support. It's very, very important to my mission and to my message that this book has a far reach. Um, That enables me to develop more and more content and to get this message out to as many of my fellow humans who are ready, willing, and wanting to live and be this message. And as I always say, we are all created from a divine energy, from one source, yet individualized in our own specific um, variations of that creation. And because nature is perfect, we need everybody to be who they are, not to be like me. Your journey is not going to look the same as mine, but to be more of who you are because you are a divine being. This is why I do the cookbooks. This is why I share in that way. Food is very, very important as the first step. If you need help with this, I have an amazing book called The Plant Power Way. Maybe some of you already have that book. Um, I created it with my love, Rich Roll, and it is our family uh, recipes that we ate out of and still eat out of over many, many years It's real food, it's hearty food, it's nourishing food, it's tasty food, and it's simple and easy to prepare. So if you haven't gotten that book, pick it up. Um, I want to make a little note. I had a comment on Instagram from uh, a certain woman who made a mention that she really liked the book, The Plant Power Way, but that there were many ingredients in it that were um, uh, out of her price, price range or she couldn't find them in the, in, the, in the town where she was living. And I would say that um, I don't really share the same perspective uh, that she does. And I think if you're looking for that, um, you're focusing on the wrong thing. I do list many superfoods and many kind of 
you know, condiments and things that you can buy that make living a plant-based diet maybe more expensive. But if you look through the plant power way, the lion's share of the ingredients come just right from nature. So you could be growing those in your own yard. Um, uh, It is not a book that was made for the elite um, that we are not the elite. Um, I went through a financial collapse for nine years when I was creating this book. So um, it's a matter of priority. It's what we choose to spend our money on. Um, and it's also, uh, you know, you can eat plant-based for uh, very, very inexpensively if you need to. You may have to leave off the goji berries or you know, not have hemp seeds, which none of that matters really in the end. Those are just extra kind of condiments. So check my book out. Uh, we're very proud of that book. And I know that it's been instrumental in many, many people's lives and helping them to uh, live more authentically and more beautifully in alignment with their, with their divine design. And now I'm super excited to uh, announce the pre-order period and also launch and release of my new book, This Cheese is Nuts. Um, I developed an entire book on how to create plant-based cheese at home. It is uh, a beautiful book. I'm very, very proud of it. It has over 75 recipes. Uh, About half of those are cheese recipes and half of those are companion recipes. And the reason I created this is that I really felt like that creamy, luscious, cheesy flavors and textures is what was really the obstacle to many of us making that final leap. And I will tell you that I was extremely successful in creating amazing, delicious uh, recipes and meals and plates that are going to blow your mind. Now, we need to keep in mind, uh, if we're going to become cheesemakers, if you research how to make cheese, it's an extremely complicated process that takes a lot of months and different techniques and processes. And I could never make dairy cheese, never, ever, ever. My book is split into three different sections. The first section is a lot of sauces and cheeses and spreads that you can make with the use of a processor and a Vitamix. You are going to need a good blender in order to get the consistency. Um, But if you invest in that machine, your entire experience in the kitchen will be transformed to a whole new level. Um, So a lot of the cheeses you can make even without an aging stage uh, and I've provided those for you, and we use them on a daily basis, you know, weekly basis. We're eating those kind of cheeses. Then there's another section in the book which is takes one step. It's a one stage aging step, which um, consists of taking your prepared cheese, putting it in a form, and putting it in a dehydrator. Dehydrators, I think you can get one for maybe seventy five dollars. Uh, They're an amazing machine and you can make crackers and yogurt and sour cream out of, you know, using a dehydrator. Um, I have recipes for yogurt and sour cream also in the book and crackers. You blend your mixture and then put it in the dehydrator and you walk away and live your life. Then you come back a day later and with some of the cheeses, I move them right into the fridge so they set up and become firm. After that Next day in the fridge, you're ready to eat your cheese. Uh, And then there's a third stage where if you want to go for some 
Uh, more developed flavors, you can get a humidifier, which is like a wine cooler. You can get a half wine cooler on Amazon for, I think, $65. And you could age certain recipes, not all of them, just a, a handful, triple cream, brie, blue cheese, camembert, these cheeses. You could age those up to three weeks. And they just change with, you know, various. So that's really it. Um, now I know I will likely get emails from people that will say, oh, well, I had to have this equipment so I couldn't, you know, make cheese, but we have to remind ourselves that if we were making dairy cheese, it would be way more time intensive. So anyway, um, I'm asking everybody who supports me, um, if you have gotten any value out of my spiritual information that I share through anything that Rich and I are doing, um, I am asking you to pre-order a copy of the book. It would mean the world to me, to our mission. And uh, so I'm going to be having a lot of asks as the days and weeks go by. I'm now in a four-week pre-order period up until June 13th. So thank you for indulging me for that moment. And I also am excited to see you guys create the cheeses and uh, look at your images and see what's happening uh, for you in your kitchen with plant-based cheese. Um, and then I also want to just uh, talk about this movie, The Zookeeper's Wife. I took Jaya to the movies this weekend. She really wanted to see this film, and she's nine. And we had a talk about the period of time that this movie takes place in uh, during uh, the reign of Hitler and the incredible uh, massacre and violence inflicted upon this beautiful race of beings. I'm certain that I would have been among this group. Um, I am not Jewish, uh, but I, I feel that I am Jewish, actually. Um, I believe that my grandfather had to lie and say that he was Catholic. Um, it's just been an energy that's followed me throughout my life, and I have a tremendous amount of friends who are of the Jewish faith, and I find uh, this um, faith to be gorgeous, as, as I do really all religions and all faiths at their core. Um, so we talked about it, and she felt she was ready to see some of that and, and you know, could handle it. So we went and watched The Zookeeper's Wife, and it's a really, really beautiful movie and uh, starring Jessica Chastain, who is, who's lovely, just lovely, lovely actor. Um, and the reason that I'm bringing it up is that in the movie... She loved animals. She's the main character of the movie, and she was able to heal, even though she kept her animals in a zoo. <laughs> she was able to interact with them at this sort of next level where she really, really felt their life, felt their divinity. And uh, in the end, you know, her an many of her animals are killed by bombs, and, and uh, you know, the Germans come in to occupy, and they're in grave danger. But it's this empathy, this person, this character had this empathy that was already developed. It was developed for animals. She had a, a special empathy for animals. And this, it was this empathy that then translated into her ability to save so many humans by risking her life on a daily basis. And she had a young boy. She had a, a husband as well. And collectively, this group of amazing humans with 
amazing developed empathy, were able to say no to this regime and able to go beyond it and do everything that they could to create a different reality. And this is because they had this empathy that was, uh, that was not um, dampened. It was not covered up with chemicals or with um, you know, a vibration that was masking it. And so this was very demonstrated very clearly in the movie, and it was uh, something that I reflected on and that Jaya and I talked about afterwards. And this is the key to our divinity, is that the human being has an empathy that is unparalleled in creation. That is our strength. And by adhering to and choosing a plant-based diet free from processed foods as much as possible, um, we can reconnect with the true divinity of who we are. And as we do that, and as we express ourselves, we will bless everyone around us. Um, heroics are needed right now. Uh, we are calling you, all of us, that's you, whoever's listening to this podcast, we need you to be more of who you are because we are the ones we've been waiting for. There's no one else coming that's going to make a different way. So I hope that I've offered some things that will give you some food for thought, some subjects to meditate on. Again, please feel my love and compassion for every one of us, for all of us, and find your own way into this uh, into this lifestyle, into a way of eating and living so that you may express your best life. Um, the healing technique this week is going to be one that allows us to step into embodying our intuition. Um, that's probably going to go up in a week. But um, I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation and I appreciate your willingness and your openness to consider some of the things that I've presented in this week's episode. So um, until next time, please know that even if no one else believes in you, that I believe in you to find your way home. That means living your most authentic expression. How could it be otherwise? For you are a divine emanation of God. Until next week, I'm sending you and your loved ones so much grace and so much love. Namaste.
Take my 